Welcome to the Human Design and Beyond podcast with your hosts, Leslie Wegleitner and Lori Wakefield. In these podcasts, we discuss all things related to human design. It's here where we share our knowledge, insights, and experiences. Join us as we dive into authentic conversations about letting go of resistance, identifying conditioning, and so much more. Our goal for you is to live in alignment with your unique human design. These quick bouts of inspiration will bring forward things to contemplate about your individual charts and inspire experiences in your everyday life to support your journey. Welcome. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Lori. Hi, everyone. I'm Leslie. So today we're going to continue talking about the fear gates of the splenic center. We'll be focusing on gates 44 and 57. Yeah. Uh, would, uh, Lori, would you like to start us out today on our discussion with the fear gate 44? Sure. Um, let's do a quick overview first of the, of the fears associated with the splenic center. For those of you who are just, for those of you who are just joining us for this series, all of the gates in the splenic center have a fear attached to them. The fears are physical in nature. In other words, you feel them in your body. They're a byproduct of what's going on in the world around you. If you haven't any of the splenic gates defined, it will be a consistent theme in your life. And if you have them undefined, there are themes you'll experience when the gates are activated during transits or when you're around other people who have the gates defined. It will be a variable, not a fixed energy. Gate 44 is known as the gate of alertness. It connects to the will center through gate 26 and forms the channel of surrender. The fear associated with gate 44 is known as the fear of the past. Gate 44 is part of the tribal circuitry in the ego subcircuit. It's also part of the awareness stream of instinct, giving it the potential for alertness. Being in the tribal circuit, Gate 44 is concerned with concerned with supporting and protecting people in the group, like the family, the team, or anyone who's part of the tribe or small group. The ego subcircuit has to do with the structure of how people within the group function together, like the shared values, business agreements and other types of agreements, acceptable behaviors, and how resources are managed. Besides being known as the gate of alertness, a keynote for gate 44 is coming to meet. That's kind of vague, but what it means basically is that the energy of the gate has the potential to work with and manage different egos, to not be intimidated by the egos of other people, to be able to unite the tribe, even though there may be competing egos. The fear of gate 44 is the fear of the past, It's based on past failures and the fear that they'll be repeated. If you have this gate defined, there's a potential to get stuck in past patterns and keep repeating behaviors that are self-sabotaging or that have painful consequences instead of changing the patterns of behavior. There can also be a fear that the past will catch up to you. If you have unresolved things from your past, uh, that's when, when things can catch up to you. When issues from the past have been resolved, there's a lot of wisdom that can be gained from this energy. It can be considered a teaching gate because it has the potential to help others learn from their past mistakes so that things are not repeated. The energy of gate 44 can be powerful in teaching lessons about both success and failure. Past successes can be just as important as past failures when it comes to having healthy patterns of behavior. I have this gate defined in my chart and I just love the energy of it. Um, Just thinking back throughout my life, there's one powerful lesson that I've shared with my kids and with other people. 
but it's something that was very profound for me. Uh, I'll try to quickly tell the story. Um, I had always gotten really good grades in school. It was just something that I was recognized for, and it was something that was basically part of my identity. But when I went away to college, things kind of changed. I, I was just, it was like a messed up time in my life. I was messed up at that time. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I just wanted to get away from home. So when I got to college, I, I didn't want to study or go to classes. I just wanted to hang out with friends. I won't provide all the details, but I did terrible in school. And then like seeing the results of that, like when I got my report card, it was like I cared, but I didn't care. But deep down inside, it was something that really, really bothered me. Like I really, really cared. I, I felt like a failure. Um, so the thing that hit me like after that happened, it wasn't immediately, but, you know, like maybe on a subconscious level, but, but like as time went on, it was like, you know, if I would have applied myself, how well, I wonder how well I could have done. And then the other thing that hit me after that was, well, it's something I'm never going to know. Um, that bothered me. And anyway, I, I did go back to college when I was in my thirties and finished my college degree. But what I told my kids while they were growing up was that I just a lesson, like if you don't do the best job you can do with something, you're never going to know how well you could have done. And that, that was just something that was incredibly powerful me, powerful for me. And it was a past behavior I never wanted to repeat again. It was a lesson and one that I like to share because I think it's a way I can share one of my failures as a way of encouraging other people. Anyway, Leslie, would you like to share anything about Gate 44? Uh, sure. Well, so um, my splenic center is completely open and I don't even have a, a gate to find. So obviously I don't have the 44th gate. But um, I have a, a dear friend of mine that um, has a 44th gate that I've been able to witness, witness her um, artfully way of using this energy. And she works with young adults struggling in, with depression and suicide. And uh, she teaches body awareness. And what I noticed was her ability to work with these young people in a group setting and really supporting them through their past experiencing experiences detecting their needs and their capability to cope or not, you know, in the moment. Um, and she could also sense if they felt threatened in their environment or how to find the correct opportunity to support them, to feel protected and supported within the group. This played out um, in so many different experiences for her. And it was fascinating to see her adaptability with each child and to navigate through it as a group. Uh, the com and the commitment that she showed uh, to support them and their families as they were going out along this journey gave me a lot of insight into this gate and how it can really work for the benefit of all. Um, and, you know, it was really a, a beautiful thing to witness. So um, are you ready to move on to gate uh, 57, Lori? I'm ready. Um, would you like to start the talk about gate 57, Leslie? Sure. So um, gate 57 is a fear of the future, the unexpected and the unknown. It is a gate of intuition and is half the channel of the brainwave with the gate 20. And gate uh, 57 is in the individual circuit group and the sub-circuit of the knowing circuitry. So the individual circuitry is really about bringing change that will indirectly empower others to transform. It does it through its own direction and really not concerned with fitting in with others. 
And the knowing circuit is a creative process wanting uh, growth and evolution, but is not based on logic or experience. It's purely, it purely does its through this knowing. And gate 50, 57 has a really unique quality um, because it is also one of the four gates that forms uh, what we call the integration channels. And the integration channels are similar within the, like the individual circuitry energy, because they bring energy of change through individual survival, living in the now, integrating awareness over time, and not concerned with the impact of others. So the gate 57 is the most intuitive and insightful energy in the chart. It is about instantaneous intuitive awareness in the now. It gives clear guidance about what is healthy and correct for someone and what is not. This energy can be very uh, subtle, and that is why it's so important to have this body awareness so one can pick up on the many ways the skate um, may show up for someone. And some quick examples of intuitive of an intuitive gate could be like visions or hearing, or goosebumps, sensing, just a plain knowing, smelling, and the list can really be endless depending on the synthesis synthesis of one's um, complete chart. But um, having this gate can also make some, uh, someone feel really overwhelmed and hypersensitive in the environment, which can also just wear them out. Uh, the aver- the aver- the variability of um, how one receives their intuitive awareness can be quite broad, as I mentioned with many, uh, which may lead to mistrusting it and create indecisive and uncertainty about listening to it. And this is how the fear can really present itself through this gate. It is through this uncertainty, becoming overwhelmed, and then responding through fear of the unknown um, can keep one really stuck and, and possibly uh, terrified of, of making action. So on the other hand, and it can bring awareness quite intensely because it will reveal the truth and wants to, be, to make itself known. Remember also... Um, we're in the splenic center, which is all about the health and well-being. So when one chooses to ignore the intuitive awareness given through this gate, you may find yourself um, having your immune system compromised and your physical stamina um, being diminished. And this gate is really kind of a fun one to experience. Um, I do not have it uh, this defined, and I, but I amplify it because of my completely open splenic center. So I have many different examples of... Um, experiences with it. And it seems like when I'm driving and uh, I engage with this gate 57 quite often and in uh, most prominent and most interesting stories. So one day I was on the frontage on a frontage road and I was just driving along and I heard this um, loud voice yell stop and I was obviously all alone in my car. So I hit my brakes kind of startled and I came to an abrupt stop and a large truck uh, crossed my path. And if I didn't stop, I would have been broadsided um, by this truck. But what I noticed was on the right side of me laid the stop sign that someone had, um, you know, hit recently. And so it wasn't visible. Um, and this uh, this has just happened so many times where this intuitive voice um, is guided me in the moment for my own protection. And then, you know, I have those stories of those experience, which... Um, I hear that soft little tap and and something guiding me to, you know, not do something and I choose to not listen. And it's usually around financial things or in trusting someone. And then because I didn't listen, 
I find myself going back and pedaling backwards um, to get out of something or figure something out that could have totally been avoided if I would have listened to that little soft voice. <laughs> so, Lori, do you have any examples that you'd like to share? Um, well, first of all, I wanted to say that I really like what you had to say about about Gate 57. Um, I don't have the gate to find in my chart either, but I'm always fascinated by people who do. Um, I don't know if you remember, but last week, well, I'm sure you do, but you and, you and I talked about uh, about last week how when you have a, a gate that's not defined, but you have other gates pointing to it, um, like how it how it can um, just make that gate more, uh, I don't know, what words did we use, Leslie? You know what I'm um, talking about when we talked about that last week? Well, like the... When you have gates pointing to it, the gate's not defined because you were talking about uh, 1648 because you have gate 16, but you don't have 48, but, but it points, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, so like, it's kind of something that you're attracting to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't have it defined, but I have three gates defined that point to it. I have gates 10, 20 and 34. So that probably explains the fascination I have with it. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. But off the top of my head, I can't really think of a specific example of when I felt the energy of the gate activated by another person or transit. So I'm not going to add anything else. Um, do you have anything else you want to say about gate 57, Leslie? Um, just one little last um, aspect. And I was just going to say that the 57th gate carries a continuation of what you find with the 28th gate and its fear of death and its need for purpose. So the gifts that can come through our fears in these two gates are the drive to be, what we can become, what tomorrow may bring, and what does it all mean? All kinds of questions, why? So um, that is all I really have to share around this today. So how about you, Laurie? Um, I think we've pretty well covered what we wanted to share with both gates. Um, so that's going to wrap things up for this episode. Thanks so much for joining us today. In our next episode, we'll begin with the last gate in the splenic center, which is gate 48. We'll also begin our discussion about the fear gates in the Ajna center. If you'd like to see the show notes for today's podcast, you can find them on our website at www.alignandachievebydesign.com. The show notes will be listed under podcasts, episode four. If you'd like to join us as we continue to explore the human design fear gates, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Thanks again and have a great day. Thanks, everyone.